I voted for myself. This is Wednesday, the 4th of November, 2020, and we are in the midst of a very slow slog of a vote tally in the USA where the election for the U.S. president is undecided with the grill-pilled winning at the moment. Moderates have a comfortable cushion on either side of the magical number of 270 in the Electoral College. That is the number to cross in order to win the election. As of this recording, Joe Biden sits with 227. Donald Trump sits with 213, according to the New York Times and the Washington Post. And this election is up in the air, which is pathetic, if you ask me. Joe Biden should have won this easily. Yes, I eat my words. I am one of these out-of-touch liberals that assumes that Hillary Clinton would win, that Joe Biden would win handily, that that President Trump, Donald Trump, is a joke. Obviously, I'm wrong. The media has gotten it wrong again. Somehow, the polls cannot be trusted. And I want to pick this apart. I want to think, why can't the polls be trusted? Why is this race so close? Why might Trump win re-election? What would that mean if Trump won re-election? It would mean that this was no accident, that the American people really do want this man in office representing them. Why? Why would they want that? Let's analyze it. I have some thoughts. I'll put them on the table. Let's get to them. Donald Trump is an indictment on the current Democratic liberal agenda. That agenda is scary and weird to a lot of people. It's not exactly fringe anymore. The radical beliefs in white guilt, white fragility, toxic masculinity, male privilege, and on and on. We all have heard the rhetoric. And I think in a media class as journalists, as academics, but also as culture cultured people as musicians and actors. Okay, we can talk about this stuff. We can have conversations like this. It's interesting. But it has gone too far. It has spilled out into the mainstream and it is so weird and alienating to most normal people that they would rather have just a guy like Trump in office instead. A guy that's like, fuck that noise. I don't need to hear all that. America's the best. The end. Like, That's so much easier to hear for so many people, guys. Let's have some sympathy here. Think about it. If you were living in some rural place or even like a more conservative city, anywhere besides the big cities that do vote, obviously liberal Democrat, think about what values you might have. Think about your, how you might identify in terms of family, in terms of procreation, in terms of marriage, in terms of, yeah, just basic values. It doesn't make you hateful. It makes you maybe traditional. I think on the left, we have something to offer such people. We have a path forward for a brighter future for all of us with technology, with better education, more access to information for everybody. You know, we have more wealth to spread around. We have uh, more middle-class values to bring poor people into across the planet. And that's great news. And we should be fighting for that. We should be pushing forward, progressing 
as we have for the last hundred years. But now, what are we defining as progress? We're defining it as calling people transphobes for doubting that people with penises are men and not women or something like that. We're calling people racists because they might point out that the highest proportion of death for black men is other black men. You know, facts suddenly have become weaponized and we're using them against each other. And if we were just using them on the left, like if you guys, my listeners who are largely big city leftist liberal people, if you guys were just attacking me with this stuff and calling me a transphobe and a racist, that would be okay. Like I can hold my own. We can talk about it. I can side with you with most policy, but we can have like a clean, clear discussion instead of you saying that I'm dog whistling to neo-Nazis or something because I might suspect that rioting costs Democrats votes, that I might suspect that campaigning on identity politics disenfranchises and alienates Rust Belt industry workers. Donald Trump won over Hillary Clinton, who was a shoe-in for president, because she insisted on voting in the first woman. She insisted on representing blacks and Latinos, you know, as if every black and Latin American person supports, I don't even know what, I mean, it's hard to even remember what Hillary was standing for. In this election, it was supposed that Joe Biden would recapture Florida, which did vote for Obama, that he might even flip Texas for the first time, given how many Texans are now of Latin American heritage. And the assumption is because they're minorities, because there's because they're people of color, they must support Democrats. No, actually not. It turns out not. Latin Americans, Hispanics, Mexicans are more Christian, more conservative than white people. They are more in touch with the dangers of impoverished communities and actually want law and order and policing. They don't want to abolish the police. What a crazy hashtag to yell during an election. You don't think that costs you some votes in Michigan, in Detroit? You don't think that costs you votes in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania? I thought maybe that woke Twitter was this fringe thing, and by numbers it is, that I could analyze as a cultural philosopher and speak out as an intellectual to my patrons who appreciate this kind of in-depth thinking, this kind of cultural conversation. I didn't really believe necessarily that it was spilling out into every single living room across middle America because it could be uh, an interesting dialogue for us to have, but it's not fair to throw that in the faces of normal people that don't give a fuck about hormone injections on 10 year olds who want to be girls instead of boys, you know? who don't care about this term trans-exclusionary radical feminist that's thrown at the likes of J.K. Rowling, feminist icon, biggest writer in the world. 
they don't need to hear about how states that voted for Obama twice are racist because it's in their blood as white men that they're evil. This is the messaging from the left right now. I have appreciated that Joe Biden has resisted it a little bit. He stood up against some of it, but he's also kowtowed to a lot of it and pandered to it because it is a loud voice on the left. It's a radical left voice that has hurt us. It's hurting us, guys. I mean, save it until after the election, please. Let's get Joe Biden in office to just be a capable guy in charge that can appoint the right kind of cabinet and just steer the country away from, you know, global embarrassment. It doesn't take too much. All we have to do is get him in there. And instead, we're like shaming everybody for thinking wrong and for their ancestors' sins, you know? It's crazy. I feel it. I feel it as a moderate leftist, you know? I identify as a as a liberal Democrat, as a social Democrat, as a Bernie Sanders bro, you know? I don't actually know what a Bernie bro is. I have lived in Europe too long to really identify with any kind of bro movement. Which is, by the way, why I voted for myself. Let me explain it. I've gotten some shame from you guys here and there online sharing this story. I didn't know if I was going to vote. I didn't vote for Hillary in 2016, admittedly, because it was too much effort. It's a lot of work to vote abroad. You know, you have to request a ballot by hand. You have to find out where to print it out from. You have to sign it. You have to send it in. You get mailed back to you and about a ballot. In this case, they did email it to me with four pages of instructions of how to make my own envelope and send it in. Okay, I did all this despite my laziness. I didn't want to do it. And I did think to myself, why am I voting? I'm registered in Brooklyn, New York City, New York State. Obviously blue. I'm looking at the map now. It was a foregone conclusion that my state of New York would go to Joe Biden. It was called immediately. Even as of now, 24 hours later, practically, Joe Biden has 4,122,000 votes for 58.2% of the vote to Joe, to Donald Trump's 2,040,000 of vote. That's 29 electoral college votes for Joe Biden automatic we all knew that it's a safe state this part of the country is blue everyone knows it's blue everyone knows it's democratic it's not controversial when you know that it's very hard to think that your vote specifically means something but people like to think it and i i don't want to rob you of that nice warm feeling but let me just offer this instead you have that warm feeling for yourself because you did your civic duty you believe it to be your civic duty to vote, and I also believe that. And I've always voted. Even in random elections, off your elections, I've voted when living there. But because I live abroad, I'm much less invested in American politics, and it feels healthy <laughs> to be a little detached, if I'm honest, and I'm still obviously attached. Here I am talking all about it. And I'll always be an American. There's just nothing I can do about that. 
for better or worse, you know? I mean, we have a lot to enjoy about our country, to be prideful about, as gross as that might sound. But it's obviously embarrassing as well, and tainted with plenty of sins in history. Yada, 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 we all know that. Point is, I am a realist as a voter. I knew that it wouldn't really matter. And why should I go through the effort? It's not like I'm voting for Barack Obama here, who I loved supporting, who I cheered in the streets with my friends to celebrate his victory in 2008. That was awesome. That was the best election night ever, easily. 2016, four years ago, I was here in Germany. I watched with disbelief as Hillary lost. It made no sense. Watching now is Biden barely holds on to a razor's edge advantage. I hope by the time you listen to this, he'll already have won. Or maybe Trump will have won. And I wouldn't be shocked anymore. Because, like I'm saying here, the Democrats suck. And they're blowing it. They are wasting away the good will that people have for Democratic Party principles. Like health care, affordable education, like a living wage, reasonable drug laws and justice criminal justice sentencing like fair policing all the basic stuff basic stuff it's not crazy joe biden can win on that platform easily any democratic candidate could win on that platform without getting into the identity politics and the woke shaming and the political correctness and the twitter rants and the finger wagging it's all so ugh. and i can't help but think that trump voters just hate it there is some decent portion of trump supporters who don't even love trump they just appreciate that he gives them dignity he's not shaming them he's not telling them how wrong they are how bad they are he's actually saying hey you're from america it's cool we're great you know whatever you know his messaging it works it works it's nice it's actually nice i actually am jealous (laughs) I wish I had a candidate that was like, don't worry, guys, I got this. Even if I'm making a fool of myself to my enemies, I am representing you. I am standing up for whatever. And I absolve you of your sins. Look how sinful I am. I absolve you of yours. It's like he's a Christ-like figure. Sam Harris has made this point in his most recent short podcast. Check that out. I am personally tired of the woke left and i'm on the left so the right they hate it okay forget about the right the middle the moderates the swing voters come on is this really the messaging that will win the hearts and minds of the great lakes and middle america being told to read books that explain how evil you are by birth being told that you have to stay home, but that marching for black lives is a necessity, a moral necessity, that your business can suffer, and that if your windows are smashed, so be it. And add on top of that, all the arrogance through Twitter messaging. It's not nice. This kind of moral grandstanding is not nice. And I just can't help but think that Democrats need to reckon with why they're so unlikable to the average person, to the swing voter. 
to the Rust Belt that voted for Obama twice. Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, those four. Illinois is blue, Indiana is red, but you can throw in those two states as well. This Great Lakes region is America. It's like the most America, proto-America. Chicago would be the capital of this region. It's got plenty of mid-tier cities. Not huge, but not tiny. Good amount of density with small towns intermixed. Not the vast open lands and rural spaces further west. Not the crazy history of slave plantations to the south. And not the classic New England colonies to the east. This is just the first part of the country that was founded by Americans without any of the crazy history of the Civil War tied into it. It's where ex-slaves moved for factory jobs. It's where plenty of immigrants moved for such jobs. It's a land of opportunity. Or it was until industries failed, people left the inner cities, crime rose. You have these once great cities of Detroit or Cleveland. You have places like Columbus and Pittsburgh where factory jobs are dwindling. You have the threat of Chinese manufacturing felt most here. And perhaps the words of Trump anti-China making some sense. You have the future of artificial intelligence and machine learning that people don't understand. There's so much opportunity here for political galvanization. There's so much desire for hope and the a look toward the future that might be a little more bright. That's what Obama won with. That's what Trump... F- revealed to be a sham in this neoliberal globalist agenda that just hasn't been serving everyone properly. Instead, these people are being called racists. Really? It's sad. I I feel really bad for this kind of average person. I feel like I'm being, again, elitist, maybe like looking down somehow, but that's not my intention. I'm just feeling that story right now of this (laughs) imaginary person I've made up here. But we all know this kind of person exists. And I want to speak to people that do live in these states. I know some, and I appreciate you. Um, But to anybody living, well, anywhere, frankly, I can appreciate that people have different points of view in life. I don't always understand them. I don't always have to even respect them on a personal level because I do find some beliefs outrageous. But I get that some people value authority, for instance, more than I might, who appreciate law and order more than me. And I can share space. I can share a country with someone, even if I'm this kind of reckless vagabond type, (laughs) if you will, who wants to fly down the Autobahn with no speed limit. If you're telling me, hey, you know, I live around here. My kids play here. I want a speed limit. Let's talk, you know? I'm happy to hear that position. I think that's what politics is about, finding a happy medium, a compromise, a dirty word perhaps. But isn't that the point? 
I'll advocate for myself, but I will listen to you. I won't just walk out of the room. I won't think, oh, you want a speed limit? You're crazy. I can't even talk with you. What is that? Where are we as a country? Because that's how liberals sound right now. That's how the left sounds to the right for sure. I don't think they're making it up. I hear it. I don't hear the craziness from the right. I do believe it's there. I assume it's there. People say that conservative people are nuts and they exist. I have no doubt. Definitely conspiracists and Pizzagate and QAnon and such. But just because I don't agree with certain beliefs doesn't mean that those beliefs are crazy or can't be tolerated. You know, let's get back to my beliefs. Let's get back to my vote. I was going to write in Andrew Yang because I just thought Joe Biden obviously will win and I don't really need to support him. It doesn't mean a lot to me to vote Joe Biden in New York in 2020 living in Europe. I hope that makes some sense to you. If I lived in a swing state, I would vote Joe Biden because it would mean something. I would feel good contributing my vote into a swing state where it really is decided by a few thousand votes or whatever a few dozen thousand votes. I would do that because I want Joe Biden to be in office, not Donald Trump. So let me just make that clear again. I support Joe Biden for president, but it doesn't mean that I have to personally vote for him because you have to analyze what your, what your vote is. I have the luxury, A, of being a bit detached from this, admittedly, B, of being registered to vote in Brooklyn, New York. I just thought to myself, I get to vote for someone else. And I've done this in the past. I voted for Obama in 08, but in 2012, I voted Green Party because I support a lot of what the Green Party has stood for throughout time. I believe in voting my conscience. Heaven forbid. And I really support everyone to vote their conscience. That doesn't mean to vote for the candidate that represents you the most always. Again, if I lived in Detroit, voting Joe Biden would be voting my conscience because I would actively be voting out Trump with my vote. But I'm not doing that in New York. Voting my conscience means voting for the person that best represents my values. And I vote for myself. I'm not voting for some collective good because the popular vote is meaningless. And just so you know, right now, Biden does have the popular vote. I'm sure he will win the popular vote just like Hillary did. As of this moment, he has 68 Point nine, almost 69 million votes to Trump's 66.2 million votes. So that's a 50.2% vote in the country to Donald Trump's 48. So that's a win in any other country. <laughs> but no, we're going through this whole electoral college bullshit, which I am against as a big city elite person, but also just as somebody who sees how stupid the system is, how silly the lines are drawn and the way that this representative democracy is functioning. I want to fix it. I want things to be better. I want it to work better. And I want everyone represented properly. It's not that I want to ignore or disenfranchise the other half or whatever. I think my love for things functioning well is why I've supported Andrew Yang through the Democratic primaries. I discovered him as a supporter of universal basic income as a concept, and then he was boosted by Sam Harris's podcast, which was great. So I thought I would write him in as my vote, having supported him for so long. And then I thought, why? 
Am I voting for Andrew Yang? He's obviously not in the ballot anymore. How many more people will write him in? Not so many, obviously. Not enough to make any statistical impact. But he does represent my values the closest, right? Maybe Marianne Williamson. But then I thought, if I'm going to vote and write in the person that best represents my values specifically, why don't I just vote for myself? And that's what I did. I wrote in my own name. And I'm proud of it, despite the haters. (laughs) But I'm happy to have done that because I really do feel like I stood up for myself. And when I say I voted for myself, I mean it as a double entendre. I literally wrote in my name, but I also voted to give myself that feeling of civic pride and duty. And I think most of you have done the same. I mean, we might be voting en masse to, be, to feel connected to this movement for Biden to, you know, get him out of office, so to speak. And that's cool. That's something to feel good about as a uh, to be a part of. And I'm kind of there with you guys. I mean, I'll, I'll go to the party for sure if there was such a thing these days. Hashtag COVID-19. But I didn't really feel this camaraderie with all the Biden supporters voting Trump out of office. It felt a little annoying to me, if I'm honest. All the signaling, telling me what to do with my vote and all this. I guess I'm just a little too anti in general. I'm a little too contrarian to go with that wave. But I will reiterate, for the greater good, for the big picture, I would do, quote, the right thing. Meaning, if my vote did matter, for instance, in a local election, a small election, and I did have to pick the lesser of two evils, I'm a reasonable man. But in this case, I got to do something a little more performative, a little more artistic. And that's what I am in this world. That's what I represent in this life. That's my role as a flaneur, as a free thinker. I get to experiment with that kind of thing and I feel good about it I felt good doing that I think we really need election reform badly that might feel a little random but I did think about it when I was voting and in this podcast just the way that this is shaking out third party candidacies deserve more attention big ticket candidacies the Dems and the Republicans they're too watered down. They represent too much. It's sad that the Democrats represent not only universal basic income and erasing student debt, but also white fragility and, you know, hormone injections for children. <laughs> That's not actually a part of the platform. Don't worry. Sorry to fearmonger. But the fact that the Democrats represent so much to so many people is confusing and it's not shocking at all that Tucker Carlson recently did a really great takedown of the Dems and a valid support for Trump as a punk rock candidate, as an anti-establishment candidate. He's obviously not anti-establishment. He's the fucking president of the USA, but he's pretty anti-establishment. I mean, he's like a bull in a china shop in there, isn't he? And the Dems are the establishment in culture they run media they don't own media they are beholden to some you know conservative banker types but generally speaking they run the biggest media companies aside from fox news 
I guess that is so big. It's the biggest, so I can't even say that they run media. But they run a lot of the cultural dialogue. Let me put it like that. And they definitely run the universities. And I can see how that could be annoying. It's annoying even for me. So I can only imagine how much more annoying it would be if I was a few ticks to the right, you know? And I just ask that we all think about that. That whenever we write emails to our family members, whenever we're conversing at the office with people that are not quite the same as we are, why don't we have some damn compassion and sympathy for other people's point of view? You think you're the only one that thinks about life and wanting things to be a certain way? I mean, this is why we have a democracy, right? And granted, a lot of people are duped by the Republican machine. Poor people are absolutely conned into supporting the rich against their own interests. But they feel represented morally. They feel represented religiously. They feel like they're standing up against the Hollywood liberal libtards. And they are. And I don't blame them for it. It's not the fault of any voter how they feel in their conscience. Blame goes to the politicians that fail to rally their support through poor policies and speeches. Okay, let's talk about one more thing. Trump and his authoritarian dreams. The headline this morning that I woke up to is that Trump wants to declare victory and ignore the rest of the votes. This scares a lot of people, and there's all this talk of him not stepping down as is the etiquette of the deposed president. Is this asked of any other former president? Is this the kind of thing that the press pushes and goads any other politician? Will you step down? Will you do the right thing? What kind of answer do you expect from Donald Trump? Reality TV star Trump. Of course he's going to say something like, ah, you never know, we'll see. I mean, he's obviously going to say something stupid and incendiary. It's what he does. Why are you asking him? Is there any bite to Trump's claims that he's the winner and that the election is over? No. These are legitimate votes that have to be counted, period. This is not the year 2000 in which Al Gore was denied the presidential win because of a very labyrinthian, insane saga of voter fraud, voter disenfranchisement, uh, failed uh, failed machines, uh, crazy court issues, litigation, the Supreme Court coming in, backhandling and wheeling and dealing from the Republican Party, et cetera, et cetera. It's a lot to go into, and it's definitely the biggest tragedy in governance in my lifetime. Bush v. Gore, 2000 awful, terrible story. George W. Bush, worst president of my lifetime because of that bullshit. Donald Trump is bad too. 
It's overblown, I think, how bad he really is. Is he a demagogue? Is he Hitler? Is he even President Erdogan of Turkey or Putin? I don't think so. I think they have similar personality types. I think Trump likes to envision himself that way, but he's not. He's a fat oaf who watches TV and tweets. He is not consolidating power even when he's had the opportunity during the pandemic, even when he's had the ability to declare any sort of crazy new executive laws. He's done very little to affect most of our lives, actually. The policies he's most criticized on aren't really his. Often they're continuations of Obama's presidency. It's an American problem that American institutions do bad things. It's not Trump's fault. Trump, I will say, is a terrible face for the country. I'm embarrassed. That's why I'm hoping Biden pulls out from this what looks like a tie right now at 270 electoral votes each. So stupid. God. It's pathetic that Biden can't do better than that. It's really pathetic. I'm not worried about Trump being a dictator because the systems in place in the U.S. don't quite allow for that. We have three branches of government. The Democrats control half of one of them, and that has been enough, if barely. It's a divided country, obviously. We have to learn to work together no matter what. That has to be clear. But on the point of Trump not leaving office or declaring himself victor or whatever, do you think that Mitch McConnell or any Republican machine tool will support that? How much violence and bloodshed do you think is tolerable from the elite? How much unprecedented activity do you think the country will really stand for? I guess I don't know. I won't, you know, I've, I've been proven wrong here a few times, specifically with these elections. So maybe Trump will surprise me and take power and, you know, create a fourth Reich or something crazy like that. But I really doubt it. I just am not worried about that. What I'm worried about is the Democrats being a terrible party, not representing enough of us. That's what I'm worried about, regardless of all this. And no matter who wins in the end, this will be something to resolve. This is the work to be done. No candidate has done a very good job in my estimation. Not yet anyway. Hell, I think I could do just as good of a job as these guys. Which is why I voted. Alright guys, Godspeed to everybody. Hope they hope we all pull out of this alive and okay. Take care. And until next time.